So you went to see Captain Marvel. Oh yeah. How was it? It was it was good. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting more kapow to that. It was it was really good. It's not one of my top favorite like Avengers movies, uh-huh. but it was I liked it. Yeah. It got a little cheesy sometimes, but it was like a good time kind of cheesy. Yeah. And there I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but there is no romance in it in the story. Nice. Danny had a real crisis with that when it came to Wonder Woman. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> so after I left, I was like, well, Danny will probably like this a lot. Yeah. Um, She's like, she don't need no man. But the, the cheesy bits of it came when it was like, you're my friend and I love you <laughs> and I know you're going to do the right thing kind of Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it was very good. That's exciting. I, I like wanna, Brie Larson a lot. I want to see it. Yeah, I like Brie Larson too. And I liked the setup of it. Uh-huh. Because you kind of... Have you seen it? No. Okay. You kind of... I don't want to say... I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to okay. say anything. Okay. All right. All right. You know Fine. what? The more I think about it, it's a very good movie. Okay. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> That's great. No, we wanted to go see it. We, we have not... We haven't... We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's a very... It's... A very good representation of a woman. A woman? A woman. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I wanted to go see it because... Why did I want to go see it? Oh, I mean, I wanted to go see it, but also I watched a short video. Did you just smell that marker? (laughs) Danny's sniffing markers. (laughs) And it's not a Mr. Sensi. (laughs) Just dry erase. Uh, just, Just dry erase. Just an expo. I saw a video online of Brie Larson, like, training. Did you see her pushing the car up the hill? And I was like, oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was really blown away. I was like, oof. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm Kiana. I'm Cassie. This is... That Broad's Got Moxie. Welcome. Welcome, oh. everybody. It's a Saturday afternoon. Yep. Where it's beautiful outside. That's so nice. It's so nice. Kiana's wearing a super cute dress. It's mm-hmm. black and it's got like gold flowers on it and it's It's a maxi she, dress. It's a maxi dress. She looks like a goddess. I look very ethereal. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. No. If I feel it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. And I was walking I went to the Portland nursery today because it's time to plant. That's so right. It's nice out. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking through like the the shrubs, like, <laughs> Hello everybody. Yes. I'm here. <laughs> Grow, my pretties. And then I was wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> because you live Don't in Portland. Don't look at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm looking for a good pair of Birkenstocks before we go, before we travel for the summer, so. They will to... judge you. In Europe? Yeah. Oh, really? At least, I guess it was just my college that I went to. <laughs> but it was like, all of the people from the Pacific Northwest, when we yeah. would wear our st- socks and Birks, uh-huh. they were like, the fuck? Why do you guys do that? I would not wear socks and burks. Well, if it's raining out, but you still want to wear your burks. <laughs> I don't if think you don't that's want your an toes excuse. To be cold. Look, put on a pair of fucking rain boots if it's raining out. Okay, but I don't need rain boots while I'm driving. I no, mean, because I'm not outside for forever. I'm not gonna get soggy socks. Yeah, but if you do, then you walk around with one squishy foot all day. Well, I'm not. <laughs> All right. You, get off my back. Okay. <laughs> I would just say, I would judge you for wearing Birkenstocks and socks. Well, then I'm glad I didn't wear them today because I thought about it. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, because I wore sandals here. Uh-huh. I don't know if you notice, I'm barefoot now. Are you? And this is the, I've never been barefoot at your house before. I've always been sock footed. Yeah. I'm <laughs> stomping the yard. <laughs> These are outdoor feet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, who who goes first today? You go first? Yes. Episode, we're at nine? Yep. Odd numbers, Kiana odd, does. Odd Kiana, even Cassie. Sure. I wish there was a rhyme. <laughs> I know, right? That would be fun. Okay, so who are you talking about today? I <clears throat> am talking to you today about Wu Zaitan. Wu Zaitan. Yeah. Zai, yeah. We'll say yeah. <laughs> we'll say yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna say that's what it is. Yeah. 
I am not... I don't speak Mandarin or Cantonese. Oh. No, you don't. So, I'm trying my best. But we all know when I try my best, I lose <laughs> my ability to speak English. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it just sounds like a mishmash of yeah. mistakes. It's a thing. It's a thing. And then she says things like rural, and she sounds like a like a that's truck a, that's revving listen. up. <laughs> <laughs> I did some searching. That's really relatable. So I'm, I'm, I'm you googled. Do other people have a hard time saying rural? Yeah, and you can't say strategy. Whatever. <laughs> I don't you, want to talk about it. <laughs> have you seen the music video uh, "Campfire" by Amine? Do you Mm-mm. know who Amine is? Don't. He no. is a rapper. Grew up in Portland. Oh. But he has his music video, and in the middle of it, they say they go around each other saying the word rural. They're like, no, it's rural. No, it's... And it's very funny, and uh, I watched it last night, and I was like, wow, it is relatable. It is really... All right. Strategy? All right. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment. I'm going to come for you now. Okay. Okay. Say your name Wu, again. Wu Zaitian. Wu Zaitan. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I'm going to tell you my sources. So I watched a video called The Road to Discovery, and I looked at Wikipedia and in the Encyclopedia Britannica. What? Womeninworldhistory.com. I'm sorry. Did you actually, like, open an encyclopedia? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopediabritannica.com. Dot com. Perfect. I do have encyclopedias, though. Do you? Yeah, at my parents' house. Did they They're buy my... them, like, buy it from a traveling salesman? I think so. Really? <laughs> I don't know. We have two sets of encyclopedias for no reason. Oh. I have I have uh, a vacuum cleaner <laughs> that I bought from a traveling salesman. Okay. Okay. Wu Zaitian. Wu Zaitian. So her early life is kind of hard to pin down, uh, including her name. So <laughs> she's referred to as Wu Zaitian, but the, the Wu portion is the only thing we do know, and that is her surname. Okay. That it said first. And she retained that name throughout her whole life. Her ber- exact birth name is no longer retrievable, but when they talk about her in her youth, they call her Wu Mai. Mm-hmm. When they talk about her as the Empress Consort and Empress Dowager, she's Wu Hu. Wu Hu. Oh, God. H O U. And then when referring to her as the Empress, Re- Empress Regent, she's Wu Zaitan. Okay. For the sake of this episode, I will only refer to her as Wu or Wu Zaitian. Perfect. That'll be less confusing because I was like, there's yeah. a lot of names there I'm going to have to remember. Yeah. Um, as I said three seconds ago, her early life is hard to pin down. This includes her birthplace. <laughs> it was definitely China. Okay. Uh, but there are five cities that claim to be the place where she was born. And they all have they all have compelling enough evidence to be like, well, maybe it was there. Mm. But it, none of them are like, she was born here. Why do you say so? Because I can. Because she love it. it. It's, yeah. I'm not going to name them because I'm already having a hard enough time. Yeah. She's, she's got a hell of a past on her. It's like, we don't know where you're from. We're not real sure what your name is. Yeah. As I said two seconds ago, her early life is hard to pin down. This includes her birthday. <laughs> her birthday? Yeah. Oh, for Pete's sake. Uh, it was definitely during the Tang Dynasty. Okay. And it is said to have happened in 624 B- BCE. BCE. Way back. Way back. That's okay. why that, That's why it's been so hard. Because it's Understandable. historical. But it's said to have happened on the day of a total eclipse of the sun. Mm. And it was an omen that was like, ooh, whoever's oh. born today is going to be real powerful. That's cool. Yeah. So what do we know about her? Well. So far we know <laughs> not much. <laughs> As I said one second ago, her early life is hard to pin down. This includes her mother. Uh, <laughs> she's definitely a part of the Yang family, but you cannot find her first name. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. And I do know her father's name. It is Wu Shi Hu. On As to the I things said that earlier. we know. <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Kiana, um, did you actually do any homework? <laughs> Or is this just a bunch of shit you don't know about her? <laughs> that was, I'm through with the portion right. I don't know. We're gonna All do. right. Well, actually, the whole, this whole story I'll preface with, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh. 
it's just a very... big just a big shrug. Yeah. Okay. It's like people said she did this. Well, people said she also did this. And Ooh. she also gets a lot of flack because well, I'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So, moving on to things we do know. She was born into a rich family. We don't know their names, <laughs> but it was rich. And because of this, her she was encouraged by her father to read books and pursue an education, which wasn't always available to people at the time. And her being well-educated was not a common trait, and it made her special. So, she would commonly read about things like politics, governmental affairs, writing, literature, and music. By the age of 13, she was known for her wit, intelligence, and beauty. And at 14, she became the uh, she became an imperial concubine of Emperor Taizong. An imperial concubine. Yes. Please tell me what that is. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I wrote it down. Um, an imperial concubine is chosen based on a person's virtue, behavior, and character, all including their appearance and body condition. Concubinage resembles marriage, but it's not marriage. They're recognized as sexual partners, and they're expected to have kids for them, but they do not have the same rights as a wife. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Super common among royalty... Kind of common among rich folk. If you're poor, you can't support a concubine, so <laughs> yeah. you don't get one. So she's not married, but she is, she's been like, okay, now now we're yes. going to find you a man to procreate with. Mm-hmm. They're, they're selected. It's like winning, not just anybody can become okay. a concubine. Yeah. <laughs> You have- isn't that isn't that a part in Mulan where they're like, oh, concubines, ugly concubines? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And concubines, at least with Emperor Taizong, were rank- ranked. Mm. And Wu often ranked fairly low in the in the in the one. Oh, I think oh, there that's were. A bummer. I didn't write that down. Okay. It is a bummer, but Emperor Taizong died. In 649. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading the numbers. 649. <laughs> six, four, six, six hundred. Okay. Yeah. That's I, okay. Danny tried to type like 1021st the mm. other day and she was like 1021th. <laughs> <laughs> Danny doesn't remember. It's good. <laughs> okay, so Emperor Taizong died. And after the death of an emperor, all the concubines aren't allowed to get married or anything. Mm. So she, along with the other concubines, are sent to a Buddhist convent where they become monks. Shit. Monk asses. Talk about... <laughs> monk asses. Talk about changing your lifestyle. Like, yeah. oof. Yeah. Ooh, that's a yeah. bad time. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but <laughs> she wouldn't be there for very long. Why, you ask? Because the emperor's youngest son, Gaizong, became the emperor. And she was having a spicy little affair with him Ooh. while she was his dad's <laughs> concubine. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So he found her, retrieved her from the convent, and moved her back into the palace, and she was a concubine once again. Okay. Which was frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody commented on it because what are you going to say to the emperor? Exactly. You're not allowed? You can't. You mm-hmm. can't. That's mm-hmm. not. Also, side note. So, Kiana has a drawstring on her dress. <laughs> and it has tassels on it. And she's playing with it because she fiddles when she talks. Yeah. And so, she both she had both tassels <laughs> in either hand and was like flinging her around, and it just, from across the table, it looked like she she was just making, like, booby tassels. <laughs> I have really long nipples. <laughs> They're like helicopter blades. Yeah. The nip- I've taped the tassels on the end of my nipples, but I'm swinging around my full nipple. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, that's a lie. I don't. <laughs> they're 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 average size nipples, guys. Don't worry. Stop talking to me about my nipples. <laughs> you can't ask people about their nipples. Leave my nipples alone. All right, fine. <clears throat> Anybody who's curious about my nipples, 
back off. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Where was I? I'm sorry. Staying in. It's all staying in. Um, frowned upon, but he brought her back to yeah. the palace. And da, 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 da. okay, so Wu is now 27 years old, and she's the favorite concubine. Of course. So she moved her way up. She's launching her Moving on up, moving on up to, to the east side. I thought we were going to try to... Oh, shit. <laughs> to the favorite concubine spot. That's Sol- catchy. Solid. <laughs> uh, no, this doesn't rhyme. It's fine. So she hadn't given birth with Emperor Taizong, but with Gaizong, she had four sons and one daughter. Hmm. But, you know, being the favorite concubine wasn't enough for her. Remember, she's very smart. She studied politics and government. Yeah. So she's like, let's let's see what I can do to rise in power. I'm mm. tired of being a concubine, even if I am the favorite. I like it. Well, <laughs> Shit. it is believed at this point she strangled her own infant <gasps> daughter and then placed the blame on the on Empress Wang, who was the emperor's wife. <gasps> Oh, no. You liked her. <laughs> oh, I did. And then she, and then things yeah. went south very quickly. Yeah. Ooh. So it's possible that the Empress did strangle the baby. It's also possible that they just put the baby in a room that wasn't well ventilated. Uh-huh. And the baby died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Goodness. The baby did die, though, for sure. And yeah. people say that it was Wu Zaiten. Oof. Because she wanted to rise in power, and so by blaming it on the Empress, who she claimed was jealous of her for having kids because the Empress had, at that point, not had any kids, mm. she convinced the Emperor that the Empress actually did do it. Oh, shit. And so she was moved down and arrested, and Wu is now the Empress consort. Oh, damn. Yes. So She has an agenda. She has an agenda. Oof, okay. Listen, sorry about my paper. <laughs> <laughs> just crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. It's just going to keep crinkling. Now we're folding it. It, it fell. <laughs> I'm feeling very flustered right now for no reason. I'm sweating more than I ever have recording. <laughs> Because so, I've only had water today. Gosh, <laughs> no, I know. Water and coffee, that's it. The oh. coffee is making me anxious. <laughs> making you a little schwitzy. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So the Empress was imprisoned, and then Wu was like, okay, the new favorite concubine, I don't want her to have a chance of moving up, so I'm going to accuse her of witchcraft. Oh, for Pete's sake. So they are arrested and put onto the other, like, they were kept on the other end of the palace. Mm-hmm. And then... At some point, the emperor was like, mm, maybe I'll release them. I'm feeling more sympathetic. And she was like, mm, well, I'm the empress, so I'm going to order the deaths of them. <gasps> so she ordered the deaths of them. They had their feet and hands lopped off. Ah! And then their mutilated bodies that were still alive were tossed into a vat of wine. No! And drowned. And she said... Now these two witches can get drunk to their bones. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She is not fucking around. She wants her power. She sure does. I First of all, I can't handle that they had their hands and feet cut off while they were alive. Yeah. That's some, I feel like, like, saw shit. I do feel like, though, for the time period, that this was pretty nice. I mean, it's pretty mild, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to drown in, in a vat of wine? I suppose. I mean, no, not I, you. No. <laughs> not Dan. You'd be, I mean, you'd be pretty miserable. But I guess of all things you could drown in. Can you swim without your hands or feet? I mean, I prob maybe. I mean, they're like your paddles. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if you've ever tried to, like, tread water using only your arms. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> I don't think I have. We did it in water aerobics once. Oh, my God. Oh. Mm-hmm. I always liked swimming. I mean, but that's because I used every limb. That's exactly. <laughs> I imagine it's a little bit less fun when you're bleeding from four points on your body. Yeah. And drowning in wine. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrible. I wonder if it was red wine or white wine. Probably red. Or or rice. Rice wine. Oh. I bet you it was rice wine. Or well, that's plum. Japanese. 
Oh, yeah. It might have been plum wine. It could have been plum. Oh, I bet that's delicious. We actually had some once. It was quite good. I cannot. You can't. I cannot partake in wine. <laughs> Don't rub that in my face. That was really rude. Uh, <laughs> sidebar. Um, so, remember when I said that her becoming a concubine for Ke- Gao Zong was frowned upon? Mm-hmm. So, when she was promoted to a now more important position, there was a lot of people who were like, listen, don't. It's already weird <laughs> that she's your concubine. You cannot make her your wife now. And it's because it was seen as something incestuous mm. because she was his father's Okay, I, I could see how that could be a weird, a weird thing. Sure. Yeah. But he was like, you know, I'm the emperor. Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> and so she became the empress. But she was upset that so many officials had spoken out against her. Mm-hmm. And so she... Had all their feet and hands cut off? No, she couldn't oh. do that because that'd be too obvious. <laughs> I wrote a lot for no reason. Okay. <laughs> um, so she took these people and they were like, she was like, okay, treasonous. You're a bad person. You either are demoted, which is fine, executed, bad, exiled, pretty okay, mm-hmm. or forced to complete suicide, <gasps> which is just execution, but a yeah. little meaner. A little meaner, because you gotta do it yourself. You do it yourself. Ooh. Those are some pretty shitty choices. Yeah. So, shortly after they married, he shuff- suffered from a stroke. Mm-hmm. It's Some believe that she poisoned him. That would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, prior to having a stroke, suffered, like, fainting spells and was really weak. Mm-hmm. So it might have just been that he was sick. Mm-hmm. But because of the stroke, it made him an ineffective ruler. So in his place, the uh... empress took over. And she was super smart and cunning. So she was like, I'm just going to do all these administrative Yeah, things. I'm going to make a secret police force, which is never a that's... good point in a country's history. No, that's, that's throwing up red flags. Um, yeah. So she started a secret police force that spied on her on her oppositions, and continued to jail anybody who spoke out against her. After struggling with health problems for a real long time, he died, eventually. And she was like, wait, I'm not ready to give up these powers yet, though. So, she was like, okay, my sons, who are the next in line, will take over, and I'll just rule from behind the curtain. Quite literally, because she couldn't... As the emperor was giving rulings, Uh she sat behind a curtain... And would whisper in his ear what to do <gasps> so that you couldn't see her. Oh. Because that was the tradition. Because it was patriarchal. Yeah. So the man had to had to do his mm-hmm. thing. So one of her sons became the emperor and it's Zhai Zhang. But he didn't listen to her. <laughs> so she was like, this won't do. And so she exiled him. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, here, my youngest will become emperor. He's a good boy. He'll he's listen to me. He's a good boy. Mommy. And he's also kind of... A little dumb. <laughs> so he'll listen to me. Also, he was afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, he's like, oh, she's cray. I yeah. need to just listen to her. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Okay. And at this point, she was like, why am I sitting behind a curtain? So she didn't even do the customary behind the curtain thing. She was in front of the curtain sitting yeah. next to him. And would whisper <laughs> in his ear and he'd be like, okay, treason. Dead. <laughs> Our secret police force heard what you did. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, she also never moved out of the imperial emperor room, but her son, so her son, who was the emperor, couldn't move in. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't even, she was like, stay over there. This is mommy's room. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And he was virtually a prisoner inside the palace. Sounds like it. Because she was like, you have to be here. Because then I can't do anything. But yeah. also, don't do anything. You're my puppet. It, yep. Just hang out, would you? Yep. Let's make some decisions. Um, and after doing all of this, she decided that she no longer needed a useless guise to rule and just did the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, 690, Wu had her son yield the throne to her. And she was like, okay, this is the end of the Tang dynasty. This is now my dynasty. The Shao dynasty. Yeah. That's awesome. And she was named herself as the ruler. So this makes her the first empress, and I think maybe the only empress not in conjunction with an emperor ruling. Gotcha. Yeah. She's the emperor, but gender, like... Yeah. You know. Yeah. I got you. I got you. 
Um, while in power, she actually did a lot of good things, also. Oh, thank goodness. But, <laughs> and she's criticized for being, like, a ruthless bitch, but... Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, I didn't do anything different than what the men were doing at this time to get their power. Mm-hmm. I just did it through concubine. You know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so while she was in power, she challenged Confucian beliefs because they were very patriarchal and oppressive towards women. And so began to elevate the status of women in society. She had scholars write biographies of famous women so that you could read more about them and raised the position of her mother's clan by giving her relatives high political posts. Mm -hmm. Uh, She moved her court away from the seat of traditional male power and established the new dynasty because she was like, this dynasty is going to rule over China like how a mother rules over their children. Oh, shit. She's like, obviously, a lady's gonna do it best. Ain't that the truth. She found the best people she could to help run her government and treated those she trusted fairly. Emphasis on trusted. Because if she did not trust Mm. you, your ass got executed or exiled. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bad time if she was not a fan. Yeah. She reduced the, the size of the army and stopped the influence of aristocratic military men. And replace them with scholars. She's like, my, what, this what? country's not going to rule by brute force. This country's going to be ruled by a bunch of smart people. Smart people. Smart. Smart. Gotta get them in there. So, in order to have a seat in the government, you had to take an exam. <laughs> oh, man. If only we had that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relevant. I think. Yeah. What? First question on it. What you're allowed to do. Oh, that's a solid... That's a good question. Checks and balances. There's some things you can't do. Mm, There's a lot of things you can't do, but weird. A lot of them happen still. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I just think it's interesting. It is weird. It's it's a a fun talking point. That we won't talk about. That's right. (laughs) Talks amongst yourselves. We'll wait. (laughs) Individual (laughs) listening to a podcast, probably in the car alone. Probably. Or with headphones in. Yeah. You you look around. Mm -hmm. So this popularized the practice of a government run by scholars rather than military men, at least for a short period of time. She also was fair to peasants, lowered oppressive taxes, raised agricultural production, and strengthened public works like Buddhist temples. A lot of the... um, like, cave sculptures in China were directed to be built under her. Oh, wow. And at under her, Chinese Buddhism achieved its highest development. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she's doing the damn thing. Yeah, and she knows about Buddhism because she lived in a Buddhist convent for a bit. That's right. Yeah. During this time, as she was getting older, the worry about who was next in line became an issue. So the son, the son that didn't listen to her, that she had exiled, mm-hmm. she brought him back. <laughs> like, all right. Well, we need to think. We need to think about the future. Yeah, she's like, "Come on, come on back here." She's like, "You got to behave. You have to wait." But this shit, you see it? It's mine now. Wait. <laughs> and in the last years of her life, I just thought this was saucy. She had concubines. Ooh. And her favorite were a set of brothers. <gasps> oh, scandal. <laughs> Who were artistic but depraved, is how they describe them. Oh. And they engaged her affection by elaborate entertainment and skillful skillful flattery. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody else liked the brothers, mm-hmm. which is why they're described as depraved, because I'm sure they didn't put that title onto themselves. No. It was like her counsel and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, you got you to stop, girl. And she was like, no, I don't want to. And as she got older, she became more ill Uh and became more reliant on these brothers because they also took care of her. And the high-ranking officials were like, listen, I'm (laughs) sick of these brothers. I don't like them. And so in 705, a conspiracy formed among the leading officials and they seized the palace and executed the brothers. Oh. And told the empress, listen. It's time. You yield power. And no. so Xiao Zhang was then put in as the emperor, and she was just, fine! <laughs> I'll be over here! And then 
died <gasps> that same year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That was a quick spiral into yeah. no more power. Yeah. Oof. Um, I mean, she went out on a high note. Kinda. Ki- I mean, kinda. She died. She lived for a few months after and was well, just sort of alone. The, oh, yeah. But at least she died from natural causes. That's good. Yeah. They didn't do anything terrible to her. Yeah. Well, and it's wild to me that she was like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Right? And then she didn't die. And, like, usually when you rule like exactly. that, you don't die a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> there are generally some repercussions that come with how terribly you treat other people. Yeah. Yeah. And she ruled for 15 years and just died peacefully after her two, well, two brother concubines died. <laughs> just, this is her tag team. Yuck. <laughs> Dislike. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> Delete that. Delete that comment from my I mind. I give that a big thumbs down. <laughs> so that's her life. She was a highly competent ruler and using men of her own choice regardless of their social standing, really strengthened her government Mm -hmm. uh, as well. And although her motives to secure her own authority weren't great, including (laughs) killing her baby, probably, um, the consequences of her gaining power would be of great historical importance to China. The Tang Dynasty is considered one of the strongest and most influential. Uh And I think it's called the Golden Age. I think Oh, okay. And she had played a big part in that, even though she had her own dynasty. Uh (laughs) She was like, this is my dynasty. But after she died, the Tang dynasty resumed. Uh So it's kind of just together. Yeah. She established the new unified empire on a lasting basis and brought about social changes that stabilized the dynasty and ushered in one of the most fruitful ages of Chinese civilization. That's fucking rad. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. We... just spoiler alert both of us are doing women who ruled countries today i think i know who you're doing i think you do too (laughs) spoiler alert because she said egypt Mm -hmm. and now that i know it's ruling egypt Mm -hmm. okay i just wanted to add this if you ever ever played the game civilization no what is it it's it's essentially like you pick a leader and you are that leader and then you try in this fake world Mm -hmm. but it's a real world because it's the u.s you play as a real leader so you in civilization five you can play as wu zaiten Mm -hmm. and you basically just tried world domination or like and you could do it through cultural science Uh military that's cool is it like a computer game or is it Uh, like a okay i played i played civ six with the cool civ six is the cool cool kids kids. yeah (laughs) but it was zeth's it's zeth's game and i played it Zeth is really into games about, dom- like, world domination. <laughs> world domination. And I'm like, listen, it's on brand for a white guy. It's, like, in your blood, and I know you can't help it, but it worries me. <laughs> it worries. It's a little... I imagine, like, him and... I don't know. Maybe... I'm trying to decide if Sage or Levi would be, like, Pinky, and then Zeth is the brain. Like, Pinky and the oh. brain. <laughs> What are we trying to do tonight, brain? <laughs> Try to take over the world. <laughs> it's it's a really fun game I played. And I guess I'm, I say it's very on brand for a white guy, but in Civ Six they do a really good job of making it, like, leaders from all around the world, truly. Wow. Uh-huh. Which is why you can play as Wu Ten and... That's really awesome. Yeah. It's I a love fun it. game. I love it. Recommend. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I wrote it down. It's a hard one. I was going to guess. And then I was like, don't do that, Kenna. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. It starts with an H. Yeah. yeah. Hot chipsuit. Hot chipsuit. Is Are how. Sure? I think so. <laughs> yes. Hot. Hot. It's H-A-T-S-H-E-P-S-U-T. Hot. Hot chipsuit. Okay. I believe you. I no, Dan- I believe you. Okay, I was like, Danny played it, and that's what the, the what that's what the English lady said. I'm excited. Hot chips up. Because <clears throat> I hear her name and I don't know her. Very Oof! Much. I'm gonna Is try she... and say her name as few times as possible. <laughs> I'm at the sound it out every time. We always. Uh, we're just. We try, but you know, 
Everybody has a different alphabet. You expect us to know every it's alphabet? True. It's true. It's impossible. I don't know how the A is pronounced in every language. <sighs> Not even every language has an A. So yeah, there's that. that. Also. Okay, so. Hot chips of... <laughs> oh, there was one. All right, let's try again. Okay. Hot chips is considered the first great woman in history. She was the fifth pharaoh of the 18th dynasty of Egypt. She came to the throne in 1478 BC. She is generally regarded by Egyptologists as one of the most successful pharaohs and reigned longer than any other woman of an indigenous Egyptian dynasty. Can I just say? Tell me. Egyptologist. Yeah. Sounds like you made it up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know it totally. Every time I read it, I was like, that's not a thing. Got that off a fake website. <laughs> Speaking of websites, I used Wikipedia and Biography and there's one other one I forgot to write down. Okay. Hatshepsut uh, was the daughter and only child of the I and his primary wife. Yes, oh. there were others. His primary wife, Amos. I'm just going to break this down because it was a little confusing to read it. And also, if I say it, you're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. She's the daughter of a pharaoh. Mm -hmm. She married her Mm half-brother, who was the son of the the same pharaoh. So they had different moms, but they were from the same dad. They got married and had two children. All right. Incest is real big in royal families. It sure is. Perhaps in an effort to ease anxiety over the prospect of a female pharaoh, (laughs) Hatshepsut claimed a divine right to rule based on the authority of the god Amun. So she's the wife of pharaoh, but Mm -hmm. they're both children of the pharaoh. She's like... I'm supposed to do this because she was super smart mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously very well educated because she was the daughter of a pharaoh. But also she was like, I'm supposed to rule because it's, you know, not prophesized, but like by the authority of the gods, yeah. I'm supposed to be the pharaoh. It's my right. Mm-hmm. So as a pharaoh, uh, she reestablished a bunch of trade networks. Uh, that had been disrupted by boar. War. By boar. I don't even know. Boars are scary. They are terrifying. Did you mean to say boar? No, I meant oh. to say boar. Okay. I just said by war and would boar. Guys, we're not drinking even yet. We're just real I mean, anxious. we are. I don't What is the deal? We haven't done this for a whole week. Not by boars. They had been disrupted by war. And so... You know, she said, we're going to reestablish these things. We're going to bring in plants. We're going to trade goods. So this delegation that she sent out brought back 31 live myrrh trees. And this was the first recorded attempt to transplant foreign trees. Hmm. Thought that was really interesting. Nice. Yeah. She also, uh, so she brought these plants back and planted them in the courts of her mortuary, like, temple complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is big. It's really gorgeous. Uh, they also brought back frankincense, which mm-hmm. is also wood. And she would burn it and grind the charred wood and make eyeliner. Oh! And uh, so I said, the birth of the makeup industry. <laughs> Honest, honestly, though. Yeah. That was yeah. Ips, absolutely. Yeah. Because wasn't it the more makeup you put on, the more high standing you were? Yeah. So they, like, in terms of you know, status, mm-hmm. like men and women both wore real dark black eyeliner mm-hmm. and they would color in their eyebrows mm-hmm. and they would wear like green and blue eyeshadow made from different, uh, I think it was different like stones, like different types of rock. I thought it also was beetles. Beet? I'm getting there, girl. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, also they used cochineal beetles. Mm-hmm. To make red lipstick. Generally, the Ugh. men didn't wear it. The women wore it. But, 
still like 2019 if mm-hmm. you look at your like your makeup and it says don't red oh gosh i can't remember i didn't write it down but it's like red number something it means it's deri- it's made from these crushed up beetles i'm so mad at you for telling so me that. <laughs> you're welcome going to have naked lips <laughs> not all companies do it but there are it's a color. I guess if it's vegan, they can't. If it's vegan, they can't. Bless. But I'm just. I'll just do a glossy lip from now on. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> quick shine, no red. I double checked when I so, just so everybody knows this. I went to school for special effects makeup, mm-hmm. and so we did a whole class about like the history of Ooh. cosmetics. So cool. we talked. I mean, we started with Egyptians and talked about what they used to do it and what it looked like and, you know, and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. as soon as I found out that information, I was like, note to self. Oh, uh, it's natural red four is what the colorant is called. Danny looked it up. Thank you. But yeah, as soon as I found that out, I was like, note to self, I'm going to start checking all my lipsticks and I don't have any. So... (laughs) I have so many. <laughs> I know. I have so many, too, but... You have way more than... I do. Kiana's <laughs> sitting next to my enormous makeup case right now. <laughs> it's it's a carry-on bag at the airport. It, it's bigger than a carry-on bag. It sure I have is. to check that. TSA wouldn't let your ass through at all. <laughs> uh, there's so many fake eyelashes in there. I just want to put, put that never out put there. On, I've never put on fake eyelashes. Oh, you will. Don't worry. <laughs> <It's a> threat. <laughs> Yes. What else did I put? Oh, yeah. I said, not only is she fancy, she's serving up some real fierce looks. <laughs> but the one of the article that I read said she had, a, she was quite tall mm-hmm. and also had, like, a really curvaceous body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay. But they were like, she might, ha- might have had, I'm going to try and say this, but it's ste- steatopagia. Steatopagia, I think, is how you say it. Basically, it just translates to having a big ass and thighs. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh. That's... That's interesting. That's it's just like... Yeah, right? I was like, just having, like, more tissue on your butt and your legs and, like, your hips. Mm-hmm. There's... I was like, why didn't you just say she has fat ass? Why didn't you just say she's thick? She's... Two C's. Right? <laughs> Two C's. <laughs> We know about that. High five. Air five. Air five. That's what happened. All right. Hatshepsut, oh my God. Hatshepsut was one of the most prolific builders in ancient Egypt. Uh, She commissioned hundreds of construction projects throughout both upper and lower Egypt. And her buildings were grander and more numerous than those of any of her Middle Kingdom predecessors. Damn. Yeah. And they're, they're really cool. I went and looked at a bunch of photos of the things that were built under her rule, mm-hmm. which she ruled for 22 years, which is pretty crazy considering yeah. pharaohs died Lifespans all and, the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She ruled for as long as I am alive. Oh, heavens to bed. I can't talk about that. Later, uh, later pharaohs attempted to claim some of her projects as theirs. Surprise, surprise. Jealous bitches. (laughs) During her reign, so much statuary was produced at almost every major museum like in the world today Mm -hmm. that has an ancient Egyptian, like, artifacts Mm -hmm. have some of her statuary that was built under her. That's how much. There's a lot of museums in the world, guys. (laughs) There has to be at least ten. At least. There's... (laughs) I think the big one, the big museum in London, I can't remember what it's called. They have a, an enormous Egyptian artifact collection. And also, there's... I don't think it's the History Museum. The History Museum? Yeah. Probably. I don't I know. Don't, I don't of, think it is. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. Oh. Danny's Googling it. Anyway, there's actually in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City... Mm-hmm. There is the Hotchesput room. Oh. So it's a whole room 
dedicated solely to some of the pieces. It's the British Museum. Okay. Because I think the History Museum is natural history. Oh, okay. Because there's a big whale in there. That's right. You're right. Where was I? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I just looked over and Kiana's holding a face that I I made. (laughs) I just wanted you to keep going. (laughs) Um... Let's see. Following tradition of most pharaohs, um, Hotchesput had monuments constructed at the Temple of Karnak. Uh, she also restored the original precinct, precinct of Mut, is the great the ancient Greek goddess of Egypt. So, like, we're talking like even further back mm-hmm. than than all of the other gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, you know. This Mut is, like, the way back OG goddess of Egypt. Yeah. She had twin obelisks built at the entrance of the temple. One still stands, and it's the tallest surviving ancient obelisk on Earth. Oh. Yeah. Damn. It's it's big. It's real big. The other one broke in two and toppled over. Uh, let's see. She is most famous for, it's called the Temple of Paquette. And it's a cavernous underground temple that's cut into the rock side, like the rock cliffs on the eastern side of the Nile. So it has these big pillars Mm -hmm. out front and it's huge. It's really big. That's wild. You remember how I was like, how, how do bridges happen? Yep. Even more so Uh when I think of, like, history-ass history. Oh, my gosh. And things are built into natural Right? Like, this is... How did that happen? Yeah. This is just the side of a cliff. Yeah. And now it's gorgeous and has these beautiful columns out front. It's an enormous temple. Yeah. And, like, they can't even watch a YouTube video to show them how to do it. You sure can't. They, They did all of that with, like, their hands. And primitive like a tools. Rock. I can't. It blows. It, it blows my mind. <laughs> I get stressed out when I think about it. It. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The this the temple of Paquette. It comes from the. I just thought this was interesting. It comes from a combination of Sekhmet and Bast, who are both like lioness war goddesses. Mm. So that's really cool. And when uh, Seti the first of the 19th dynasty, who, you know, came, came along a little later, mm-hmm. he altered a bunch of the decorations mm. and carvings and stuff inside the temple to try and replace her name with his. Yeah. Which is some shady shit. Dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Do, do, do. She built, uh, she designed and implemented the Senemut at a site on the West Bank near the entrance to what is now the Valley of the Kings. Mm -hmm. So the Valley of the Kings is where a bunch of tombs and stuff are. The only reason why it's the Valley of the Kings is because she's like, well, this place is fucking gorgeous. I'm going to build my temple here. And then everybody after her followed suit and continued to build in that area. I thought that was really interesting. That is cool. She's the yeah. First one. She was the first one. I said she's the OG Bala <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much decided where the Valley of the Queen was going to be. <laughs> and then they call it the Valley of the King. Uh fucking course they Shouldn't did. Shouldn't it just be called the Valley of the Pharaohs? It should be, but I th- in terms, you know, king mm-hmm. is not necessarily it, yeah, okay. Equated just... with with a gender or not. Yeah. They're all pharaohs, regardless of being, you know, male, male or female. female. Yeah. But the way we think of it now is like, oh, it's a king, so it's definitely a man. It's like, yeah. but not really. That's not what its intended purpose was. Because I think that's also where Queen Nefertiti and several other important mm-hmm. f- female pharaohs are. Yeah. So... Let's see. Do where was I? Okay. In comparison with other female pharaohs, Hatshepsut's reign was much longer and much more prosperous. 
She was successful in warfare early in her reign, but generally is considered to be a pharaoh who inaugurated a long, peaceful era. So right off the bat, there was a little bit of conflict, but then for the next two decades, really, it was very peaceful and very prosperous. She brought wealth back to Egypt, and that wealth enabled the pharaoh to initiate all of her building projects. Hold on. Let me rewrite that sentence. Bringing all this wealth enabled her to do all these building projects and really helped bring up all the Egyptian people because it was creating quote-unquote jobs. Mm. You know? (laughs) I mean, to to an extent. There was more demand for things to be built and therefore more people needed to be employed. That's, boom, on the head. So she is... As, as a pharaoh, she assumed all of the regalia and symbols of a pharaohic office mm-hmm. in official representations. So she, in all of the sculptures and depictions of her, she's wearing the cot headcloth topped with a uraeus, mm-hmm. the traditional false beard, mm-hmm. and the um, it's called the shendit kilt. So... It's, it's a, a maxi dress. It's kind yeah, it's base, it's kind of a maxi dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, these t- depictions were traditional and were based on religious symbolism, which needed to be interpreted correctly. So for a long time, the the early scholars and discoverers who found these things just assumed that all pharaohs were all men because they're all depicted the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like they're only depicted that way because because of religious reasons and traditions and things. So there were a lot of young boys who were pharaohs who don't have beards. It's a wooden thing that they wore around their face (laughs) to, you know, to represent something. Yeah. Yeah. So they, because they didn't know what they were trying to interpret or what they were looking at, there were a lot of, I said, baseless conjectures <laughs> based on, you know, their own, their own, like, contemporary values. Mm-hmm. So, example, Victorian women were weak and fickle, <laughs> so they can't possibly lead. Um, yeah. So, therefore, there couldn't possibly be women leaders. And I put the possible reason for her breasts not being emphasized in the more formal statues is debated, but... It said they're portrayed in ancient Egyptian art often lack the delineation of breasts because the gender of stereotype, like the gender of the pharaohs never mattered. Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was great because like they've made everyone look uniform. Yeah. So they didn't care. So why should fucking we? Yeah. Hatshepsut died in her 22nd year of reigning over Egypt. In 2007... There was a discovery made in the Valley of the Kings. What are you two laughing at? I'm laughing because you said in her 22nd year, she, she died and then continued the next sentence in 2007. Oh! So I, I thought you were like, she died in 2007 and I was like, girl, you gotta check your date. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't, I was, I couldn't get over that. Sorry, I should have, I in 2007. <laughs> that was one of my weird Shatner pauses where it just doesn't quite fit. No, where... there wasn't a Shatner pause. There wasn't. Okay. It was the absence of the Shatner pause. Okay. Where was I? <laughs> in 2007. In 2007, there was a discovery made in the Valley of the Kings. So a mummy was discovered in the tomb of Hatshepsut's royal nurse. Okay. So a fragment found in a jar of organs was used to help identify the body. Okay. I'm okay. really interested. Okay. So, because of people digging up things and not putting them back where they belong, mm-hmm. she had been moved from what her original tomb was to her nurse's tomb. And so the tooth helped identify her. So it was Hatchips Put's body. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to teeth. Shout out to teeth. <laughs> That's what we do. Keeping us employed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So if the recent identification of her mummy is correct, the medical evidence would indicate that she suffered from diabetes. Oh. 
and died from bone cancer, which had spread throughout her body while she was in her 50s. So... Science is wild. It's nuts. Um, that's the old fucking tooth. That's the old... So, I just got a note from Danny that says, so help me. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. She's going to do have to do a lot of editing later. That's an old ass tooth. and It's an old ass. It's, it's thousands of years old. And they could tell how old she was. That she had diabetes. Yeah. That she had bone cancer. It's also suggested that she probably had arthritis. Based on... The tooth? Based on the tooth. Um, and her bones. Oh, okay. And also just had bad teeth. Man. The shit Science that you can... Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Is it ever. Also, in this, like, in her thing, mm-hmm. in her tomb and stuff, they, f- they found a bunch of canopic bar jars mm-hmm. with, you know, parts yeah. in it. And that just fascinates me. I think it's the coolest. When you were in school, mm-hmm. so this is something that we did at Park Rose, uh-huh. and I think at other schools, you bring in a Barbie doll to mummify. Did you do this? <laughs> I sure didn't, but I wanted yeah. to. So they, they, in the sixth grade, they told us what needed to be done to do a proper mummification, mm-hmm. and we would then do it on these Barbie dolls. That's so cool. And then we got to make their own, um, it's not a sarcophagus. Soft, yeah, a soft sarcophagus <laughs> we're getting there but you like we made our own sarco- uh-huh. sarcophaguses and also the jars and uh, stuff and that's so fun it's super cool i would have probably paid more attention in like a history class or social studies if we got to do cool shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it that's very cool it was so cool i really liked my sixth grade too i love that what's her name miss denson shout out to miss denson miss denson if we have, if we do special shout out episodes, she's gonna get a shout out. Yes, because she's like one of the reasons why I got so interested in like international studies. That's oh yes, yeah. We good teachers. We love good teachers. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. Oh, the last couple things toward the end of her son's reign. So she died. Mm-hmm. He took over, and towards the end of it when his son was getting ready to take over for whatever reason he embarked on a um, it's latin it's <laughs> domnatio memorio okay uh which is latin for condemnation of memory so basically he attempted to remove the images and cartouches from all the historical records yeah and i put what a dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it almost, like, his, uh, his actions almost completely erased her Mm -hmm. from archaeological and written records. I was like, what the fuck? That's, ugh. Do you imagine? Can, no, not even imagine. Can you, we're right now, there are so many things we don't know about history. And it's, honestly, some of it is because there were people who got mad. Because of shit like this, Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes me real up- upset. Last thing. So when I was doing this research mm-hmm. and I was on the Wikipedia page and got down to like pop culture references and things like that. Yeah. So her name is mentioned in a lot of books mm-hmm. that are all set. I think a couple of them are like time travel type books. Yeah. But then I got to this thing called The Dinner Party. And I was like, I'm going to dive down this little rabbit hole here. (laughs) What is The Dinner Party? So, I'm just going to explain it to you. The Dinner Party is an art installation created by Judy Chicago. Mm -hmm. And... Fake name? name? (laughs) (laughs) It's her artist's name. So, let me just break this down for you. I don't know how to word it, quite frankly. Okay, so, it's this big triangle. Mm-hmm. And there's three tables okay. set into this triangle. And each of the three tables is broken down by, like, time period. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's 39 place settings for 39 women in history. Oh. 
there is each each woman has an individually embroidered mm-hmm. like place like placemat like table yeah. setting. There's silverware, there's a goblet, and there's a plate. Mm-hmm. And on these plates, some of them are painted, some of them are sculpted, but all of them except for two have some sort of vulva art <laughs> on them. <laughs> why did the two didn't why didn't they get I don't um be, so Sojourner Truth is one of them. Okay. And hers looks like um it's a plate and has like two faces painted on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand what it meant, but the hers and then one other were just slightly different and didn't have for whatever reason didn't have this like fancy vagina plate. Yeah. <laughs> um but all of them are there's they're individual. Every one of them is unique. Mm-hmm. Um several of them look like butterfly paintings, but it's like is that a you know like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting where you're like yeah. is that a flower? I don't think that's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think Emily Dickinson has one, and it's mm-hmm. real frilly, so it kind of looks like a Victorian, Victorian collar yeah. on, a, on a dress. Ooh. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting, and it's really cool, and I'm going to post a bunch of pictures of it yeah. on the Instagram, because I was just blown away. What was on hers? Hers, it has, her place setting has a bunch of, like, it has her name, mm-hmm. and then has a bunch of hieroglyphics on it, mm-hmm. and then her plate is painted, and I I looked at a lot of them, but hers, I think, has, like, a lot of, like, gold and orange and blue in it, mm-hmm. and is is one of these, like, is that a butterfly, or is it a vulva? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. It's, they're so fascinating, and it's broken down by, like, ancient mm-hmm. to early Roman Greek type things, yeah. right? And then it's like the medieval period and then it's like modern. Yeah. And then the floor, the floor that this thing sits on is I think 2000 white triangles that are all, you know, yeah. mosaiced together and it has another like a thousand women's names like painted on it. Dang. It's really really interesting. It toured for a long time and now it lives, oh gosh, it lives at a feminist museum, I can't remember the exact name of it, in New York City. And I was like, "Yeah, damn it! Boy, boy, the list of things to go and, like, see mm-hmm. in our travels just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really, I just thought that was, I was like, these are vagina plates. <laughs> <laughs> Next party. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! It's every we're gonna wear like Janelle Monet vagina pants, mm. and we'll have vagina plates. It's just gonna be. We're gonna have a real. What's the theme? Uh, What's the name? What is the name? Pink. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it'll be a pink party. Oh snap! Mhm. <laughs> mhm. It'll be good. <laughs> That is the story of Hot Chips Butt. <laughs> if I never have to say that again, I'll be real happy. You gotta keep saying her name. Hot Chips Butt. It's for her legacy. Hot Chips she, Butt. She deserves it. She fucking does. Considering how hard everybody <laughs> tried to just, like, boop, completely wipe her off the radar. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damn. Yeah. That was good. I like... Thank you. I I, obvi- I hear her name all the time, but I let me take that back. I read her name all the time. I don't hear it, or else I would know how to pronounce her name. But um, it's cool to hear about her. I like yeah, actually, what she did rather than yeah, when we- just knowing the name and being she was important. <laughs> isn't that isn't that so telling that it's like I I know all the I know a ton of these names, but I'm like. <laughs> Do I know anything about her? No. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have that about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I have that about a lot of actors. Oh. <laughs> and, and Danny goes, you know this person? I go, 
I don't fucking know who that is. And then she gives me their IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that person. I hear names and I'm like, I know that's important to history, but mm. I got other things to know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have quite enough time to read more about them. No. Which is cool that we're doing this podcast. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're learning so much. Getting it's... a lot of gaps filled. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. That was episode nine. Nine. Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> um, please follow us on any of our social media accounts on Instagram and Facebook. We are that broad Scott Moxie, and we usually post pictures of references to yeah from this episode and stuff. So if you want the full story, mm-hmm. go to that. Check it out. Yeah, and then we also have a Twitter at broad Scott Moxie. You can get in touch with us. Give us, you know, send us a little message. Tell us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear. Um, if you have like stories about, you know, broads with moxie in your life, like we want to hear about it. So get in touch with us. Our email is thatbroadsgotmoxie at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, to us, wherever we, you're listening, we got a couple reviews, and they're. They're bright and shiny and sparkling, and we yeah. love them. They make us super happy. So, yeah, go ahead and subscribe and give do, us a... Do us a fave. Do us a fave. We appreciate it. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.